Y'all, I don't know how you do this. I'm so jittery. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to The Best Book Ever, the podcast where we get to know interesting people by asking them about their favorite book. I'm your host, Julie Strauss, and for today's episode, we're going a little bit off script. I got to sit down with Chelsea Hoffman and Yolanda Skeet, founders of the Thrillers by the Book Club. Now, I can tell you from personal experience that both of these women are sweet and kind and hilarious in real life, but they have an affinity for, as Chelsea calls it, murdery books. They found each other online and formed a book club, which has morphed into a real-life book club with 27 chapters around the world. And I asked them to join me today for a thriller palooza because I wanted the lowdown on the best of the best in the world of thrillers. And holy moly, did these ladies ever deliver. So get a pen and paper ready, bookworms, because this episode is going to blow up your TBR when Chelsea and Yolanda tell us why thrillers are the best books ever. We are a branch of Thrillers by the Book Club, the SoCal branch, but it's still the Thrillers by the Book Club. (laughs) So I've had the absolute pleasure of meeting you both in person a couple of times at this fun book club where we read books that are entirely too scary for me. But I'm also, I'm really eager to get to know you both and your reading lives in general. And I want to start with, how did you become readers? Yolanda, will you tell, will you start? Okay, I'll tell you. My story is very short because I only just became a reader like two years ago. Really? Yeah, no, I was never a reader when I was young. Actually, it was torture. If you wanted to put me through mystery, you would make me read a book. And uh, But yeah, no, I was never a reader when I was younger. I hated reading. It was not my thing. I didn't do it when I was a teenager either. And I really just picked up a book um, maybe two or three years ago. And um, it was a friend of mine who introduced me to thrillers. I can't even remember what was the first book. I wish I could remember. Um, But it was good. And I read it super slow. I mean, it took me like over a month to finish this book. And I was so excited when I finished. And she would read, you know, one, two, three, four books a week. And I'm like, but I just finished the one you gave me a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, you know, that was a start. So it's okay. And um, after that, and I remember this, my um, New Year's Eve resolution for that year was to read 12 books for the next year. And I mm-hmm. said, one book a month would mm-hmm. be great. That was a huge goal for me. Huge, like almost unattainable. Just let's see if I can do this. And I did. And after 12 books a year, I started doing two or three a month. And that's how it all started. And now I love it. I love reading. Did you ever veer away from thrillers? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that was more like the intro. But then I read nonfiction and um, a few of the rom-coms that everyone likes. And I liked them all, you know. But then I, when I started reading more and more thrillers, I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I really like. You know, you kind of find your thing. What do you think changed for you? Was it was it something like a, an issue of patience as you grew older? Or was it just just finally finding the right stories for you? Like, like, what do you think swi- flipped the switch for you? You know, that's probably what it is. You, uh, you know how they say, like, if you don't like reading, 
it's because you haven't found the right book. And I think reading for me when I was younger, it was the books that we had to read for school. Mm -hmm. And that's boring because you're being forced to read this book that you didn't choose. Um, So (laughs) I would read it and just then you have to answer questions and talk about it. You can't just enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just read the book and, and, and go with the flow. You have to answer all these questions and, and there's exams. And, and that just wasn't my thing. I didn't like reading like that. Uh, but as an adult, I get to read whatever I want. No one's going to ask me questions. Except me. Except you. <laughs> well, and book club, you know, yeah. we answer, we, we discuss questions, but it's more like it's for fun. It's just for enjoyment. It's not, I'm not being tested or anything like that. So I think that was really what did it for me. And then you became a librarian? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did read when my daughter was born um, and she's 14 now. I always thought to myself, you know what? I really want to read to her as much as I can to make her um, a reader that just loves and enjoys reading books for no reason. And I read to her a lot when she was little. And I mean, we did the whole Harry Potter thing and Ivy and Bean and the Dork Diaries, all of those books. And I read a lot of her kid, the, the kids' books for her, and then they became more like the middle grade books. Um, but the reason why I became a librarian was because I was a teacher, a classroom teacher before that. And when I had my children, I took a few years off to be with them. And I wasn't really ready to go back to education 100% in the classroom because it's mm-hmm. a big commitment. I mean, teachers work extremely hard, and you're there from early in the morning till late at night. And then you take all that work home with you. And I just didn't want to do that. But I didn't, I wanted to be back in the, in a classroom environment or a school environment. Um, and then this job came up and, and it's in the district where my daughter goes to school. And that was kind of after I started liking books a lot. And I had read a lot of kids' books to her. So, and it was part-time. So it was perfect. I was like, yeah, yeah, I get to do that. Be with children, be with books and be in the school with her and, and still have time to dedicate, you know, my life to my kids and, and my home really. And what about you, Chelsea? Tell me how you became a reader. So mine is totally different than Yolanda actually. So I actually read my first book when I was three um, it was called Sun Up, I remember. And it's actually funny. My husband bought me a copy for our anniversary like two years ago. <laughs> and he oh gave God. it to me. And I was like, How did you? He he had like called my mom and found out my first book and bought it for me. Um oh my so that God. was really cute. But yeah, so I, that was my first book. I started reading young. My mom um is also a teacher, so she really wanted me to love reading, and I did. I I've been reading a lot my whole life. I was the kid who went to the library and checked out the max amount of books, <laughs> which was 20, in case anyone was wondering, every two weeks and read all 20 books uh, and brought them back and got 20 more. And every single time the librarian would do the same joke, like, are you going to read all those? Yes. Yes, <laughs> Doris, I'm going to read them all back up off me, you know? <laughs> I've actually always loved mystery books. So my first series that I loved when I was like seven was the boxcar children loved them all those books 
then when I was in like middle school, all Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys, um, my parents actually bought me all the Nancy Drew books for Christmas one year and put them all in different like little things. So I had a a bunch of single books (laughs) to open the whole series. Um, I did during college, I kind of took a break just because of time. But now that I have more free time, I've gotten a lot more into it. What prompted you to start the Thrillers by the Book Club? I think the main thing was that everybody I know or knew in real life loved historical fiction (laughs) for some reason, (laughs) and I could not relate to them. So I could never find people to talk about murder with. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) if you don't find it, you got to make it. So it was right before the pandemic in um, the, the pandemic began in November, 2019, that I created the online version of thrillers by the book club. So it started really small, just kind of putting a thing out there on my Instagram stories. Like, do you guys like when people get stabbed? I do. Let's talk (laughs) about it. (laughs) And then a bunch of people were like, same. So that was cool. Um, Started with like just small book chats. um, And then I created, you know, like an Instagram page, hashtags, you know, just ways to keep us together um, virtually. So people could join from all over and be part of the book club that way. Um, So that was the virtual part of the book club. And then in, I want to say it was like a little bit over a year ago when Yolanda was, because she already knew about the virtual one. Oh, I followed you, Chelsea, from (laughs) before I met you. I was part of that club. Every month I was there discussing (laughs) the book and it was amazing. Well, you had the great idea because I think, I don't remember where we were, but you were like, why is this not in person? I remember that we were in the car. I remember that. And and it was right. Yeah. During the pandemic. And I asked you, I'm like, have you ever thought about doing an in-person book club for thrillers? Because, you know, you have so many people that love thrillers and, and then Chelsea, of course, he takes this little idea and you know, <laughs> times a hundred and gets it <laughs> nationwide. I was a little bit worried about it because doing the online book club is a lot of work um, because especially now that there's like 5,000 members, you know, it's a lot of work having multiple group chats, like managing it. Now that we're on the book clubs app, I've had to find people to be chat admins and page admins and it's a lot of organization. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of hesitant to be in person by myself because that's a big commitment. So then when you said that, I was like, oh good, you and me together. <laughs> you remember you posted on your stories. Are you interested in joining an in-person? I'm like, me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know what? And I just firmly believe if you're not making friends on the internet, you are doing it wrong because this type of thing, there's so much garbage on the internet, but there is also this where you can have this unique um, interest and you can just say, does anybody else like stabby books? And, and then, and they really do. And they do. And you can make friends that way. 
I know it makes me think about, you know, my mom being like, don't talk to strangers on the internet. And I'm like, mom, look at me now. (laughs) That's where all my friends are. All my friends are strangers. So true. Julie, it's kind of like what you mentioned, Julie, one time that all these people that you've been stalking online, and then you get to meet them in person and be friends with them. That's perfect. Yes, I said that at the first in-person meeting I went to, like, I know all of you from your Instagrams. <laughs> That's I not creepy. It. No, it's not yeah. weird at all. No. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love that. Um, and apparently everybody was kind of looking for something like this because, so we started in July of 2021 with our in-person Southern California group. And I just posted a picture on my Instagram, like, Hey, this is, you know, that we, we went in real life. This is really cool. And immediately I was flooded with people. Like, is there one in New York? Is there one in Dallas? Is there one here? You know, how do I start one? I wish I lived by you. And I'm like, uh Oh, (laughs) so people are super, super interested. So currently we have 27 in-person groups um, that are even internationally where people meet. And I kind of have a setup where if someone's interested, I just recommend they reach out to me and I have a little template that I send them every time. Like, yay, we're so happy. This is kind of how I set up mine. Um, And if you want to do the same, then let me help you. You know, um, I have an admin chat on Instagram for all the admins to kind of like chat and figure out what they want to do with their club, get ideas. Does each branch read the same book every month? They have that option. So I I always let them know if they choose to read the same as the main pick, which is the virtual pick, then we'll try to give them questions. We'll feature them on the book club's Instagram page. If not, that's totally fine. They don't have to read the main one, but Mm -hmm. that's just a little more work for them. Um, so, so if they have interest in something else, that's totally fine. Um, but we try to be as consistent as possible when like sharing content. Now I'm doing my best in the thriller book club, but (laughs) as you both know, I do not have the stomach for some of these stories. (laughs) There was one book in particular that you, you were, Sometimes you you give us the books in advance, which is very cool. And there was one in particular that you handed to us, and I won't name it, but maybe I will I know it. which one you're talking about. Well, yes, Yolanda, yes. this one's your fault where you say <laughs> they're on a family vacation. It turns into Czech, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I like <laughs> handed like, it checked out directly Good. back to you. And I said, thank you. I cannot do this. Do you want to know something really sad? I started reading <laughs> that book and it was so boring that I also didn't finish it. <gasps> See, Julie, you could have written you could have no, read it. That's not what I got from that. That just means her tolerance is up here. <laughs> and I am sure that five pages in I would have fainted. Well, Julie, I just read the cutest thriller ever and I thought of you because it was like a happy ending fairy tale. I'm like, I have to give this to Julie. This is perfect oh, yeah. for her. This, this is, is for you. This okay. is what I so need. nothing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Don't worry. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> okay. So then my question for you, is there anything either within the thriller genre or just genres in general that you two, like you just absolutely won't even go to that section of the bookstore? Hmm. I don't, I don't like anything with politics. 
So even fiction, like even fictional political stories? No, not I avoid politics at all costs, especially (laughs) thrillers. Yeah. Mm, Okay. What about you, Chelsea? Romance is boring. Historical (laughs) fiction's boring. Sci-fi is kind of boring. Nonfiction's pretty boring. Any, I don't care for most genres. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's thrillers, mysteries, true crime, crime fiction. Um, I, I have read a couple nonfiction. Um, our friend Jamie is really into nonfiction, and so she's given me some that I've tried. I read one about the opioid addiction. That was kind of okay because there was drugs. But besides that, I'm like, unless someone gets brutally stabbed, probably not for me. And even right. if there's a romance in that book, it's a no. <laughs> uh, I know. But Chelsea, true crime is nonfiction. So you're reading nonfiction. That's the area where I'm like, fine, this is okay. <laughs> but pretty much any other genre I find extremely dull. <laughs> Okay. You know, I I told you before we went on that I wasn't going to ask you about your personal traumas, but I feel like maybe that's where this conversation is. What the (laughs) hell happened to you, Chelsea? (laughs) It's so funny because a lot of times when people actually meet me in person, they're like, you like all that super dark (laughs) stuff. That doesn't make sense. You're so like bubbly and happy and like you seem so not murdery. And I'm like, I'm not. I just... Really what it comes down to for me is I hate predictability mm-hmm. and almost every genre is a format and thrillers are too. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a format. There's the way the book always goes, you know, people meet, they start to feel attracted to each other. There's a conflict. They break apart. Oh, look, they got together at the end. Like awesome. At least with thrillers, especially specific genres like psychological thrillers, there can be a twist that you don't see coming. And yeah. that is what interests me in this genre is that I like to be surprised. I don't like to use my time on things that I already know the ending. So that's what really attracts me to mysteries and thrillers. Yeah, I would say that is the defining characteristic of thriller, right? Is the twist, even though we all know a twist is coming, not knowing what it's going to be can really upend everything. Because in romance, I know they're going to wind up together at the end. I don't know how, but I do know how it's going to end. And in Thriller, Mm -hmm. you never do. You know it's going to turn upside down, and then it could go anywhere, which is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chelsea, I never asked you, did you like um, Verity by Colleen Hoover? Or would you consider that a... Okay, but that has some romance, right? So... I mean, not to do a spoiler here, but it's not a good romance. You know okay. what I mean? It's okay. like, I I don't consider domestic abuse romance. <laughs> um, so books, okay. books that have like a couple, as long as there's something horrible happening there, I'm good with it. Okay. If it's like, oh, they're in love. That's where I'm like, eh, nah, I don't need those sex scenes. Like I, I know what sex is like. I don't need it to be described. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You don't and want a I steamy thriller? Yeah. And it's also <laughs> like, okay, she arches her back in pleasure. Like, give me a break. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to get me with that stuff. I'm I, it means nothing to me personally. Um, it's just a preference. But in Verity, it's totally different because it's like all in your mind. It's psychological torture. Right. Okay. It's psychological abuse. So in that aspect, I am very into it. 
Well, I thought it would be really fun to go off format a little bit for this episode because you two are the experts in the thriller world. And so I wanted to ask you for sort of a thriller palooza, and maybe we could go through a few of your favorites um, in the thriller genre. So what I want to start with is there are a lot of subgenres of thrillers. You just mentioned psychological, political, domestic, sci-fi. There are all sorts of different sort of corners of the thriller world. I would like to ask you both, what's your favorite subgenre of thrillers? And if you have a favorite book within that subgenre, you want to start Yolanda? Okay. So my favorite would be psychological, but this is not a subgenre at all, but my favorite thing <laughs> in thrillers, and Chelsea knows this. I do. Is creepy kids. I <laughs> love creepy kids. I love them so much. And I just read a book. And can I mention the book? Yes. No, um, we want okay. books and ti- we want titles. Oh my gosh, Julie, I have it right here. Look at this. It's Hidden Ooh, yeah. Pictures by Jason Recollect. I don't know how to say this, but unbelievably good and you know why it has a creepy kid (laughs) and here's the thing with creepy kids I'm not I don't mean like evil kids I I mean normal extremely smart kids that all of a sudden act in mysterious ways and that to me is fascinating and it, it gives me Oh, chills. It's just you like a normal family, and then the yeah. kid is standing by your bed yes. with a knife, and yes. then you look and they're gone. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, it just, it's a mysterious behavior, and that's what we're trying to figure out. So, in this book, the little boy is perfectly normal. He likes Lego and he likes uh, ice cream, and he's perfectly normal. But when he goes off to his bedroom for quiet time, he draws these creepy pictures, drawings of uh, a woman being. Anyway, I won't go into specific. The <laughs> she pictures... can't even say it in front of me. It's oh, really I don't terrifying. want to scare Julie, but I'm uh, even scared. <gasps> Julie, the pictures are so good. Wait, I there, there are pictures in the book. Yes, Can you just, sh- just yes. show. Let her me show you. And okay. you know which one that I'm talking about. <sighs> show her the one. And oh I, God. I dropped oh my, God, my book, my and I said I cannot even same, see this drawing. Same. I love the details, you know, like, okay, so like, for example, all of a sudden, he's drawing this cute picture of him riding his bike, right? Okay. And then you so keep cute. reading, and then the next picture is this, oh right? Which is a lady really close to the screen, like, screaming. screaming. I thought that adding the drawings to the story were such a unique very unique touch. It was incredible. And that's what I meant. You know, like the the kid is perfectly normal, but then he acts in these mysterious ways that just make you wonder, like, why is he having this thought? Why is he acting this way? And I love that. And the other book that had one, one of those was The Push by, oh, Chelsea, do you know the author? The Push is by Ashley Audrain. So that's another one with a, a perfectly normal kid. But then she does these weird things, right? That was okay, so, also really scary. So good. Here's the picture, Julie. So see, normal picture, just yeah. having fun, yeah, playing like around. Two, people, two kids holding hands and yeah. like a little in the playground, house, having fun. And the then sky. and then this is the oh, next yeah. picture. Right. Oh yeah. Decapitated <laughs> head under the table. Yes, they're having yeah. a snack and there's a head under the table. 
and a child drew that. That is that makes me not want to have children because I don't need that negativity in my life. Like you see a kid under the table, great. That's a personal problem. I know, I know, I know. So and um, that's kind of like my favorite thing to look for in thriller. And they're not very popular. They're not very common to find those creepy kids. And they have to be done well. I mean, I think it takes a lot of creativity to be able to write that character, you know, that mysterious child that's doing random things, but then acting perfectly normal most of the time. God, one book in and I'm my heart is beating so hard. Okay, it's fine. This is going to be fine. Chelsea, what about you? Favorite subgenre? Psychological thriller also. Love it. Some that come to mind of really good psychological thrillers. Most people know my favorite one ever is His and Hers by Alice Beattie. That one, it has switching perspectives, um, a really good twist. Love that one. There's also Behind Her Eyes by Sarah Sarah Pinborough. That one is extremely psychological um, and also domestic because you think it's just a story about a girl meets a guy, you know, the same old, but it is not. It is not. There is a twist that is so good. I love that last page twist where you're just so shocked. And that's also what I really liked about Verity um, by Colleen Hoover. Another good one is The Silent Patient. Um, If you haven't read that one, I recommend that as kind of a starter thriller in a way because it is a good psychological thriller. Um, It's by Alex Nicolades. It's a good psychological thriller, but it's not so complicated that it's going to confuse you. It's pretty straightforward. Um, it includes a psych hospital. Come on. So good. <laughs> and and Chelsea, end, did you hear that his de- next book is coming up uh, in October? Uh, no, in February? Yeah. I did see that and uh, I screamed because I, I liked The Silent Patient, his second book, um, The Maidens, I also enjoyed, especially because it has something to do with the first book. And then uh, I hope this third one has like some little Easter egg because he's amazing. Okay. You know, we're choosing that for book club. You know, <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. We don't know. We could, cho- we could choose anything. But yes, 100% we're choosing it. <laughs> Tell me about the most controversial book club pick. Okay. And I'm curious to see what Chelsea chose. Um, for me, what I remember is was our February pick. It was This Might Hurt by Stephanie Robel. Um, it's, it's about cult. And I know Chelsea loves cults. She loved this book. <laughs> but do. a lot of our... Uh, members didn't like it at all and um, we had such mixed reviews for that one so I think that was I was trying to pick one I'm like that's the one that I remember the the discussion went both ways do you think it was because that just the notion of cults is kind of intimidating to a lot of people I think it's something that's hard to understand you know Mm -hmm. some people just say well why don't you just say no don't join Mm -hmm. that group but once you're in a cult I mean there's so much psychology that goes into it that there's so much more that's going on in the brain and and that you know we can't relate to we don't understand what those people are going through so it's it's just a hard concept to understand Mm -hmm. yeah that was one of the things a lot of people said about this might hurt is like they couldn't understand any of the characters or relate to them I think that was one of the notes that they were like, we just felt like the characters were making choices that didn't make sense. So that it was a hard time like connecting. Got Mm -hmm. it. 
Got it. Okay. What do you think, Chelsea, was the most controversial? Um, so let me just preface this by saying <laughs> I love controversial books. I love when we don't agree because how boring is a book club if everyone gives it five stars? Yeah. So I kind of prefer books that are mixed review. Um, not like books that are all negative, but books that have different perspectives, which I'm super, super excited because right now we're reading um, The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager and it's getting controversial reviews and I am here for it. Anyway, so my choice is not controversial. Um, I'm choosing it because it was boring and everybody kind of hated it. Um, That was my bad because this is the only book I actually didn't read before choosing. And I thought it would be perfect because it's a winter theme book. It's perfect for winter. Like we read it in winter time and I was like, I'm just going to pick this book and then I'll read it. Hopefully I'll like it by Agatha Christie. It's called Midwinter Murder. And it's a compilation of short stories of hers, which I'm not going to lie. I did not realize that that's also extremely boring. So it's a bunch of short stories and they're all like cozy mysteries. So it's like, Oh, I lost my wallet and it was under the hat. Like who cares? (laughs) So that was on me. That was on me. I should have read it, but I just kind of was like, Ooh, let's pick a theme one. That's the only time I've ever chosen a book that I wasn't completely interested in for some reason never doing that again. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that's why. And people were, I mean, some people liked it, but it was all very bland. Um, and I don't like bland. So I thought it was, I read half of it, honestly. And I was like, yeah, hate this. Tell me the most shocking twist ending. Well, don't tell me the ending, but tell me the book with the most shocking twist ending you've ever read. I'm going to choose one for that we picked for book club for November that had a really good twist or shocking ending and that was Alice Feeney um, Rock Paper Scissors <gasps> that was amazing it's one of those that when you get to the twist you're like wait what that you have to kind of go back and like how could that be how did I miss that what's the premise of the book I feel like telling it will totally spoil it there's no, good yes there's good twists it's about a couple that has marriage problems they go to a retreat for their anniversary to kind of work on work on their problems. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all we can say. And that's the thing. Like you can't say much about that book, but it had a wonderful, shocking twist. I loved, loved that book. What about you, Chelsea? Well, I, I mean, Alice Beanie is the queen of the last minute twist, which is, I agree with rock, paper, scissors. Sometimes I lie his and hers. She always knows how to just throw in a last minute twist that you actually don't see coming, which for me personally, as being like a lifelong thriller reader is very difficult if I'm surprised by the ending. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, recently, recently, her newest book, um, which she's never, I've never guessed the ending, but her newest book, Daisy Darker, I got to page 60. I wrote on a piece of paper, this is what I think is going to happen. And then when I got to the end, that's what happened. Normally she gets me. That one I was like, Mm-mm, I know what you do now. So I knew immediately. Um, but she she's really good. Like she always has a good twist. Um, but for me, one that has a really good twist um, is In My Dreams I Hold a Knife by oh, Ashley yes. Weinstead. She's like a great up and coming author. Like she came out of nowhere and she writes thrillers. She writes romance. 
she writes fillers again. Like she's all over the place in a good way. Like she, her mind works very well, I think for both genres. And that book was a campus thriller, which I love like set on a college campus, like the fall vibe, you're drinking a pumpkin spice latte, someone gets murdered. It was so good. It was so good. Um, and I, I love her. So that was a really good twist at the end too, where during the book, I was like, it's this, 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 this. It was none of those things. So loved it. I am dying to read her latest book, The Last Housewife. Right? Yeah, I know. I know. It's coming. <laughs> like... it's, co- it's coming. Don't you worry. Spoiler for those who listen to this podcast. First of all, you're welcome. But it's going to be a future Thrillers by the Book Club. Yay! Hit. I am so, so excited. It's super graphic, but... And, you, and you're so, so right about her. She just kind of came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, she's so popular and hot. I mean, and I read her romance. I'm like, how? She, I actually put on my review, you're like Jekyll and Hyde, because all of a sudden, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. writing this super twisty, dark mysteries, and then people are loving each other. And, you know, it, it's incredible what she can do. Now, tell me another... Uh, or a lesser known thriller author that you wish would have more attention? One that I read and I loved um, was The Mary Shelley Club um, by Goldie Moldivsky. It's a YA thriller. Man, I I don't even want to tell you guys, but it was so good. (laughs) I was like, I'm your biggest fan. I am like, I'm here for everything you're going to write forever because it was like the perfect thriller vibe where you're just spooked out you're you have chills um and that she doesn't write a ton of thrillers that I know of um so that one was good um Matthew Farrell is another really good one um one book by him that's semi-popular it's called I Know Everything that's a really good psychological thriller um Anne Frazier she wrote a series The Find Me it's actually set here in Southern California um, in the Inland Empire, which is where I live. So that was cool. And she's, I I remember I wrote her review and I said, this is the best book you've never heard of because it was nowhere. And once I said that, it started coming up a little bit more and more. And I was so happy because she's a great, great author. Um, and then the last and my very, very favorite is Will Carver. He wrote the best cult book out there that I've ever read in my whole life. It's called Nothing Important Happened Today. It's if you like cult books, it is like the gold standard of cult books. I the cultiest cult book. You know, <laughs> I I I've never been so impressed with an author I've never heard of, and I immediately bought every single book he's ever written. He's super twisted. He has a very unique writing style, but it works. Those are good ones, Chelsea. Okay, Yolanda, what about you? Um. Okay, I have, I'm looking through here because I read this book that barely got any attention, any exposure on Insight. No one even, I mean, a few people mentioned it, but it's called Who is Maud Dixon by Alexandra Andrews. I love that book. It took me, it, it was just such a surprise. It's one of those books you pick up and you're like, ah, let me just see what this is about. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and then when I was looking for it, a lot of people didn't even mention it. Huh. The Chain by Andrea Adrian McKinty, and you he, love that one. Oh my god! But he's really not that popular, right? And he's the one, Julie. Sorry to say, he's the one that wrote um, 
the island, which is his second book. The which chain, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Okay. The chain <laughs> was even better. Wait, the chain, is that the one that's like everyone has to kidnap another kid? Oh, yes. No. So in order to yeah. get your kid back, you have to kidnap of another kid. Of course you would like that because it's creepy. It's like a creepy, creepy kid type book. Like, of oh course you do. God, it was so good. So good. There's another book I loved. It was The Damage by Caitlin Warrer. Um, that one didn't get a lot of attention either on Instagram. And I loved that one. It was so good. Did the damage also have creepy kids? Or? No, no, not at all. Not No creepy kids. And then this last one I got, um, it's called uh, Blood Will Tell by Heather Chavez. And I read it and absolutely loved it. Well, you know? I will say she came out with another thriller before Blood Will Tell called No Bad Deed. And if you liked Blood Will Tell, you will like No Bad Deed too. <gasps> okay, I need to read that one. Yes. It's really good. Oh, good. See, and I never heard about her before, before that Same. Book. The only reason I knew about her is because she lives in my hometown. Well, I'm a fan of her books now. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll read whatever you write. <laughs> this episode is going to air in the end of July 2022, but you two are both very up on new releases and um, what authors are up to and what's coming next. So can you give us a little sneak peek about some thrillers that are coming up maybe next season or coming in 2023 that you are especially looking forward to? There's another book and I have it right here. Ooh, I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> it's Secluded Cabin Sleeps 6 by Lisa Unger. And she wrote Last Girl Ghosted, if anyone read that one. And I love the setting for this one because it's about a family and a group of friends that um, go to a, a wooded cabin for a getaway. And I love that. Love it when the setting is, you know, just some creepy cabin in the middle of nowhere and something happens and no one's around to help you. That's like my favorite thing. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Obviously looking forward to The It Girl by Ruth Ware because I love her. I love her books and I'm especially really excited to read this one because I've loved all her books but the last one wasn't my favorite and I just didn't want to kind of end it on that bad note. You know, I like I need to just, you know, um read something by her that gets me all excited again. So I'm really excited about the it girl. All right, Chelsea, what are you looking forward to? So the new Ashley Weinstead, which is the last housewife, um, also super culty. So really good. (laughs) Very excited. Um, I'm looking forward to runtime by Catherine Ryan Howard, which is um, she wrote the nothing man. And she's a really, really interesting author. This one is based on, um, a horror actress so an actress filming a horror movie and things start obviously horribly going wrong that mm. one's going to be really good um, Stephen uh, Graham, Graham Jones is coming out with a new one um, he wrote My Heart is a Chainsaw and the next one is going to be called Don't Don't Fear the Reaper um, that one looks really good mm-hmm. Mary Kubica is coming out with a new book um, and it's called Just the Nicest Couple And that one looks really good. Um, Rachel Harrison is coming out with a new book and she wrote The Return. The the new one is called Such Sharp Teeth, werewolf themed, super into it. Um, (laughs) Grady Hendrix is coming out with a new book called How to Sell a Haunted House. 
I'm very excited for his because every single one of his books are so different and unique. Um, he's the one who wrote the Vam, um, a Southern, a Southern book club's guide to slaying vampires. He wrote that one. He wrote a book set in an Ikea. Everything he writes is completely different. What is on both of your nightstands right now? Okay, I just finished a book last night and I thought of you, Julie, because I'm going to let you borrow it. I think this is a wonderful thriller for you because it's not even really a thriller. It's more like a cozy mystery, but it has beautiful representation of um, neurodivergent. um, And it's called The Maid by Nita Prose. You liked it, Julie? Yes. I loved it. I love the main character. She is the best. Oh, she's wonderful. You just fall in love with the main character. And, you know, she gets caught in this really weird thing where she is uh, the main uh, person of interest for a murder that obviously she had absolutely nothing to do with, you know. So um, just seeing the process, it it has a, a message of justice, really, at the end. Just seeing how the process works. Um, and how they find the actual person that did it and all. I mean, it was such a wonderful book, wonderful book. And I'm going to let you borrow it, Julie, because it's, it's perfect for beginners. Like, you know, you don't like the, the scary thrillers and this one no is creepy not scary. Children. No creepy children, none of that. But then okay. it's just following her story. And, and I loved it. Like, I couldn't believe I was smiling throughout a, a thriller you know reading a thriller it's it's one of those it's a cozy mystery that leaves you feeling so happy what about you chelsea what are you reading right now i just started a book called frightmares um it's by eva gibson and it's a ya horror um and i'm very into it so far so it's about this guy his name's dave and he is working at a haunted house um kind of like a kitschy in like Florida type haunted house attraction for tourists in right before he goes to college. And there's a lot of things going wrong in the haunted house, but it's just cause it's like super cheap. And, but then um, he finds, a, obviously he finds a dead body and in the haunted obviously. house, obviously it's one of his coworkers. And then now things start happening, you know, people start disappearing. So I really like that it's set in a haunted house and it's not too scary because it is a YA book. So it's kind of fun and upbeat so far. Um, but I'm really liking it. What do you think is the difference between thriller and horror? Because that one sounds like it borders a little bit on horror. I think probably the gore. Like mm. horror is trying to purposely scare you. And thriller is more like make your heart pound, make your palms sweat, but not necessarily gross you out or actually scare you. Horror goes one step further into making you really scared. <laughs> so I think this was written as a horror for, for teens where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I hearing about Jenny's decomposing corpse is gross, you know, <laughs> um, especially when she's like 16 and stuck in a coffin, whatever. So it's like, it's, it's horror, but it's like YA <laughs> horror because it's still like, will they or won't they? Let me fill out this paper. Check yes if you like me, but also dead bodies. It's like that vibe. <laughs> Let me tell you what Julie's not going to be reading. <laughs> hey, it's not bad. You don't know. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's, it's oh, kind no. Of like no, it doesn't you. sound like it. <laughs> what like about, you. we should talk about um, 
YA thrillers? Because those, is that something you would maybe, would that interest you, Julie? You know, it doesn't really have to do with the genre or age group. It just has to do with the gross factor. Okay. And and I have a lot of trigger points, like kids kids being hurt. Absolutely not. Yeah. Sexual assault. Hard pass from me. Probably YA thrillers would be more up my alley. My daughter reads a lot of YA thrillers. Yeah, they're really fun. I read one recently that, because it's summer, I really enjoyed it. It's The Counselors. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's uh, the setting is at a, a summer camp. So I figure, you know, summer camp and we're in the middle of summer and I'm thinking of summer camps for my daughter. I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to happen. <laughs> but I really enjoy that one. We I also chose one month, a good, good, a good girl's guide to murder, which is YA. Oh, also. Yes. Uh, yes. And that one was super popular yes. as a choice, even though it was YA, it was like, like Yolanda mentioned, it's more fun, upbeat, but also mysterious, not necessarily scary, just kind of easy. Yeah, yeah. They have that creepy vibe, but in a very subtle way. Nothing. Yeah, I like that. So every so often I I switch to YA thrillers and then my daughter reads them too. So it's a great way for us to talk about the same book. Will you please both share where my listeners can find you? You can find me on Instagram. My username is Thriller Book Babe. You can also find the Thrillers by the Book Club account on Instagram, which is Thrillers by the Book Club. You can find our upcoming podcast, um, which is going to be based on Thrillers by the Book Club and for Thriller Lovers at Thrillers by the Book Club pod. What's the format of that going to be? My goal is to make it feel like a book club. Pretty much, we're going to chat about whatever. We're going to each choose a book each week to discuss, to talk about all thrillers, um, mm-hmm. talk about, say, you know, what we thought, what it's about, what we like, we dis- what we dislike, um, and kind of just have a conversation about two different books, life, thrillers, murder, all that <laughs> good stuff. Super. I can't wait for it. Yolanda, what about you? I'm a lot easier to find. I'm just one spot. <laughs> And I'm on Instagram and it's read more thrillers. And you both have absolutely wonderful bookstagram accounts. And I'm thrilled I found you both. And I am thrilled that you let a chicken like me into your book club. (laughs) Julie, we've been stalking you too. So don't worry. (laughs) Well, it's been really fun talking to you. And I hope you will both come back anytime you have books you want to tell me about although I'm not gonna lie I might not read along with you maybe not but I want to hear what you think always thank you this was super fun I was looking forward to it super fun anytime you want to talk about it we are ready thank you for joining me today on the best book ever podcast now I know we talked about a whole lot of books today I think maybe this is the longest book list we've had on this podcast yet but don't worry if you didn't catch them all Links to everything we discussed are in the show notes or at my website, bestbookeverpodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at bestbookeverpodcast. And if you have a book you want to tell me about, click on the Be a Guest button on my website or Instagram bio so we can chat. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you love and rate it on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to hit the follow or subscribe button. Thank you for joining me today. I will see you at the library. 
Okay. Let me go get some Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to say penis. 